Welcome to Fifth and Mission. I'm Dominic Fracasa. When California finally lifts its mask mandate, it will probably serve as the clearest possible sign that the coronavirus pandemic is just about over. As vaccinations roll out nationwide, at least a dozen states have already rolled back mask mandates, much to the chagrin of the Biden administration. Chronicle Health writer Aaron Alday joins us now to talk about how long Californians can expect to keep wearing their masks and the risks of getting rid of them too soon. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Dom. So I think a lot of us are longing for the day when we can step outside without having to think about a mask, right? But but this pandemic isn't over yet. So let me get the big question out of the way first. How long do you think it'll be before California is able to lift its mask mandate? That's an excellent question. Uh, thank you for asking it. Um, the long and most accurate answer is, of course, we don't know. Um, you know, the state hasn't said anything. Um, the health officers aren't aren't kind of revealing their hand yet. So we just we don't actually have that answer. The short answer is it could be a couple months as soon as a couple months. Um, you know, I think um, there's a lot of political motivation, um, both for keeping a man a mask mandate in place, you know, but also for lifting it. Um, it's kind of complicated in that sense. Um, but, you know, with that, especially with vaccinations going um, kind of as well as they are now, we've got a lot of people vaccinated. We're going to open it up to the general kind of public in just a couple of weeks. Um, and once we have a whole lot of people vaccinated, you know, it's I think all of us are going to feel a lot more comfortable. And most importantly, our our health officers, the people making these decisions are going to feel a lot more comfortable with folks kind of going out and about and and breathing each other's air. <laughs> That's right. That's really what it is about it with an aerosolized pandemic. So, so I mean, okay, so let's set aside the issue of timing, perhaps just for a second, or, or think about it in the abstract. I mean, what are some of the ways in which the, that kind of relaxation of the mask mandate might unfold? I mean, is it something that happens all at once? You know, once we reach a, a certain threshold of Californians who've been vaccinated, or do things kind of go gradually, step by step? How do you see that unfolding exactly? Yeah. So, I mean, again, I mean, it's it's another kind of yes and no situation, which I always hate to say, but it's true. But um, you know, on the one hand, we will have there will be a day where the state says we're lifting our mask mandate where, you know, you're no longer required to wear a mask, you know, at all times outside, inside, you know, as we are right now. But it will probably happen in stages. And even after we lift the mask mandate, uh, the mask mandate, you know, there will almost certainly be situations where we'll still be told that we need to wear masks. It'll just be kind of a little bit more nuanced and layered. So, you know, we can probably see before the mandate is list we is lifted, we might see things like, okay, actually, you can you cannot wear your masks when you're outside, um, as long as other people really aren't kind of up in your space. So it might be that they're saying, if you're going to go out for a hike or a run or something, don't worry about the mask, you're fine. So we might get kind of those sorts of of updates before the mandate is formally lifted. Um, we might get the state weighing in and agreeing with the CDC and saying, if you're vaccinated and you're hanging out with people who are vaccinated, skip the masks. You don't need to wear those in those situations. Um, so that's another thing that's likely to happen before a mandate is fully lifted. On the other hand, after the, the mandate is lifted, we may still say, okay, you don't have to wear it in all situations, 
but you need to wear it on public transit or the kids are going to need to keep their masks in classrooms. Um, or if you're just going to be in like a crowded church or some other crowded space, you know, indoors where you may be mingling with people who aren't vaccinated, let's all keep our masks on in those situations. So I think, you know, what we're going to see is just a lot more nuance to to the orders on when and, and where you need to wear your masks. So the ceremonial burning of my mask, once I got vaccinated, I should probably hold off just for safety's sake. You're saying, okay. I know it's true. No, it's kind of a bummer. Like we're not gonna, I, we're not gonna get that moment where you can just burn it. You can, you can, you know, throw it away. You can. I don't know what people can do with your mask. You don't want to throw it away. But the <laughs> point is, like, <laughs> no matter what, you definitely will want to hang on to it. But I mean, the other factor of that is that folks are hoping that maybe we've kind of gotten used to masks enough that we might want to you know, use them every flu season, you know, we might kind of want to always wear them from now on when we fly on a plane, or if we're in certain situations where we just don't want to get sick. Yeah, I I remember um, the former health officer of San Francisco, Dr. Tomas Aragon, talking about it as a as a cultural item, like trying to create a culture in which mask wearing, you know, was was uh, was kind of the norm. Um, So that 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 certainly resonates. Well, I, I, yeah, exactly. Yeah. As you you know, report, Aaron, in, in in one of your newest stories, there's a kind of his, a kind of dire uh, historical precedent for what can happen if the general public relaxes mask wearing rules too soon during an aerosolized airborne pandemic. Can you talk a little bit about that? I mean, thinking specifically about uh, about 1918. Yeah, so I think um, you know we one one of the sort of defining images um, now that people are really familiar with the 1918 influenza pandemic is you know specifically in San Francisco there was actually this day I think it was November 18th or something like that 1918 when the city said okay the pandemic is over don't need to wear your masks anymore and people literally went into the streets and like threw them in the air and just just they're like thank God we don't have to wear our masks anymore and, and celebrated. And then a month later, you know, we're all familiar with this now, but they they saw that surge. They saw a new surge in cases and it was deadlier than any other previous surge. Um, And so they really and, you know, surely some of that was related to people not not masking, not wearing their face coverings. Um, But that that is definitely, I think, an image um, and a scenario that's on the minds of these health officers as they kind of contemplate this, you know, this time coming up, this time that's approaching when they may be able to make that decision themselves. And, you know, it's not like anybody imagines a scenario quite that, you know, obvious, (laughs) where you see people going to the streets and throwing their masks in the air and celebrating the end. Um, But even just kind of pulling that trigger and saying, okay, you guys can go out and, and breathe freely now. That's, you know, that's a weighty decision to make. Stay with us. We'll take a quick break right now and come back to talk more with Chronicle Health reporter Aaron Alday. So we've already seen a, a number of states that have, in fact, done away with with their mask mandates. I mean, we're, we're focused on California here, but what can we say so far about uh, uh, states that have done away with, with mandatory mask wearing? What's, what, what what have the effects been? Right. So um, there have been a number of states that either never had mass mandates or, you know, more of them that did have them but have already abandoned them. Um, I think it's about a third, a little over a third of all states currently do not have mass mandates or if they have them, they just aren't enforced at all. 
Um, you know, we definitely see that they, on the whole, have higher case rates than California did. Um, these are states, it's it's very clearly pol- a political thing, at least in part. Um, these tend to be Republican states, red states that, that have either, you know, lifted their mandates already or never had them in place. Um, so there, you know, there definitely are, you know, associations you can make with with the mass mandates. Um, and, you know, cases are starting to climb nationally now. We're, you know, potentially facing down what folks are calling a forced surge in the United States. And, you know, we're getting these sort of increasingly desperate pleas from federal authorities, including President Biden, for these states to reinstate their mask mandates and kind of, um, you know, get people back to wearing face coverings when they're when they're around others. Um, it's interesting to me, and it's I think it's really hard for people to in California to wrap their head around how it is that these states can just drop these mass mandates and and folks feel comfortable just going out and moving about when here in California, we're not, you know, we're still probably a couple months away from that. And, and, you know, it's going to be quite a long time still before people feel that level of comfort to, to go out and, and mingle in that sense. But, um, you know, it's, it's just, it is a really striking kind of symbol of just how politicized this whole pandemic has been. And as you report, really, you know, masks have become, you know, one of, if if arguably not the most quintessential sign of the pandemic. It's something that we all carry with us. It's something that we see others wearing all the time when we step out of the house. Uh, but they've actually, I mean, if, if you take a step back, they've actually been, as you report, been a key part of what's helped California dig out from under the pandemic. I mean, I think maybe it's worth just taking a second to to remind to remind each other the and, and to remind everyone the the effect that mask wearing has had in in just, for instance, keeping, you know, parts of the economy going. They've been critical parts of, you know, okay, we're going to keep this store open, but all the employees of the store and everybody who comes in it has to have a mask on. I mean, it's actually kind of been been a key to to what, you know, what semblance of normalcy we've been able to 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 cultivate this this far on. Yeah, I think that was something that really it's funny as much as I've been reporting on this pandemic and on masks and all this kind of stuff, it did kind of hit me anew in reporting about kind of this idea of lifting mask mandates, just how much freedom the masks have given us. We think of them as this burden. They're so annoying. We can hardly wait to not have to wear them anymore. But really, you know, having everybody wearing masks has given us a lot more room to, like you said, to reopen, to even, you know, see our friends, to go out into the world and feel some degree of security and safety, even when things were really off the rails. Um, And now, especially, it's almost in a way now more than ever, they're like an extra source of comfort. It's like, as we are now opening up more and more venues, I mean, just on Friday, the state said, you know, they're going to, they gave us sort of guidance for large gatherings and and indoor venues, kind of bringing people back to live events. Um, Masks are going to be a really key component of kind of giving us that security to let those things come back, you know, and sort of check, do that sort of dip the toe in the water, check and make sure that they are indeed okay, that, you know, we can open these things and they're going to be safe and we're not going to see cases, you know, spike up again. And that just sort of lets us feel our way through this reopening process with, you know, it's not really that much of an inconvenience if you think about it. It's annoying, but it's a pretty simple thing that everybody can do. And it really gives us, like I said, kind of a lot of that freedom to to get back to normal. I want to I want to end on uh, uh, diving in just a little bit more to a point you made a moment ago. I, I mean, masks serve 
an obvious, scientifically validated, an important practical purpose during this pandemic, right? But but as as you said, they've taken on a certain kind of political significance or a cultural significance. There was a, a writer in the Atlantic magazine who referred to masks as a kind of talisman at this point in the in the pandemic. It's it's it, it can be taken as kind of a barometer of how seriously you're responding to the pandemic in in, in a sense. I mean, what what do you make of that and and what do you make, you know, this far into the pandemic about that about the politicization of it. I mean, as as you write, I mean, most, and as you mentioned a moment ago, most of the states who have so far gotten rid of their of their mask mandates have been from you know states with with Republican governors. It's just a fact. I mean, why 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 is it? Do you think that this has taken on? It's become a kind of cultural talisman in the way it has. You know, I think it's kind of interesting. I have a couple of thoughts on that. One is, I mean, the reason why it sort of it goes back to really, you know, former President Trump's response. And he, you know, he he kind of, you know, made this a political issue almost right from the start. Um, and it just kind of, you know, it became, you know, a, a part of the election. It just became this really I mean, it became just this, this obvious symbol. And part of that is because it is obvious, as you pointed out, like it's right on our faces. It's like right there looking at somebody's face. You could kind of tell where they stand politically, what their thoughts are on the pandemic. So, you know, it was almost like, you know, raising a banner one way or the other. So it's just sort of, it's a really kind of easy, simple thing to kind of, you know, mark kind of political lines and where you stand on the pandemic response. But the other thought I have is, you know, in a way, it's kind of worked out well for California or specifically the Bay Area because it has become such a strong symbol of where you stand that I think in a way it makes folks, you know, in left leaning kind of blue areas saying, this is my this is my symbol like this. This this is sort of my way of making it known, um, you know, where I stand. I believe in the science. I believe in my health officers. You know, I trust in in masks are the way to go. And so I'm going to be, you know, and it it's become a very forceful kind of, you know, a, a way of sort of like a, a, a force of pride. You know what I mean? Something we stand by in the Bay Area. Look at how great we are at masking. And that's fantastic. I mean, we should be pleased with that. But so in a way, that sort of politicization has worked to our advantage, I think, in the Bay Area in places um, in ways that we kind of don't talk about that much. Um, but, you know, it's I'm, I'm glad for it. I'm again, I'm proud of us. I, I love that I get to go out in, you know, in my community and everyone around me is wearing masks. And if they aren't wearing a mask and they see me coming then they quickly, pull, you know, they have one on them and they pull it on and everybody's sort of like very thoughtful and respectful of each other in that way. And, and I think it's great. Chronicle health writer Aaron Alday, thanks as always for your reporting uh, and thanks for talking with me this afternoon. Thanks for having me, Dom. Good talking to you. Our thanks again to Aaron Alday for talking with us today, to Karen Creighton for producing this episode, and of course, thanks to you for listening. We'll talk to you next time on Fifth Admission. I'm Dominic Fercasa.